1: Y'all, welcome to the G Talk Podcast. I'm here on a Sunday evening. I'm joined by one of my buddies from TSU. We got Felicia in the building.
0: Hey, how are you?
1: Yeah, Felicia, you know, the thing about relationships, especially post grad, is that you really find out people are cool once you leave TSU, you know?
0: Absolutely.
1: You actually see people for who they are away from the clicks and you see them really adulting because as you know this adult world is it's not easy
0: it's pretty cutthroat <laughs> to say the least <laughs> yeah
1: so uh since you are new to the show just you know give a brief uh you know some of you uh where you are from and um you know what you do as far as uh career-wise
0: Yes, Um, so I'm Felicia Jordan. I'm originally from a small town in Michigan called South Haven. Um, I moved down here in 2005, so I guess you can say that I'm from here, from the suburbs. Okay. Um, Went to TSU, um, got my degree, um, went to Trevecca for uh, my graduate degree, um, and I've been working in HR ever since. Um, Right now, I'm a senior HR generalist, um, and I actually work at a manufacturing company Um, outside of nashville so not your typical work environment i wear steel toes and i have oh really you know eyeglasses and you know safety glasses that i have to wear so do you wear a hard hat too i do not wear a hard hat depending on where i go i might have to wear earplugs but definitely steel toe shoes and safety glasses so
1: okay that's my gig right now i don't know you uh was from michigan
0: yeah yeah it's been a while since i've been there but originally yeah
1: okay yeah, I always thought you were from Nashville. What What a high school did you graduate from?
0: Gallatin. So I okay, was in so the you... same class as Pop and Jalen. Okay. Yeah, all went to school together.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, shout out to my line brother, Pop, a.k.a. Jason Griffin. <laughs> 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 you know, it's funny with me. I, you know, some people are calling by their nickname, but a lot of times I'm the one who calls people by their government name. Okay. Because um, I feel that's important because sometimes people don't know people's real names.
2: Yeah, that's And
1: when true. an emergency happens, if they need to be identified, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's pop. Uh, we're going to need more than that.
2: Yeah, that's And true.
1: then people are like, oh, shit, what is his name? hmm So, learn learn your friends first and last name.
0: Very important, very important.
1: <laughs> and also, too, especially if y'all are close, you know, get, get to know their folks, too. So, if an emergency does happen, you can keep them abreast and let them know. Um, but... When did you graduate from TSU, Felicia?
0: I graduated in 2016.
1: 2016, okay. Yes. Spring or fall?
0: Uh, spring.
1: Okay. So you graduated literally a semester after me mm-hmm. cuz I graduated uh fall 2015 and um graduating in December is Well, I guess let me let me ask you how do you feel when graduation was coming?
0: I was nervous. I did not know what my next move was. I felt like I hadn't solidified where I was gonna go. I didn't have a big job offer waiting for me. So honestly it was pretty pretty anxious, um, at the time. I yep. just didn't really know what was gonna happen.
1: Same I was I was excited but I had anxiety because one, yes, I'm excited and happy to be a graduate of a, you know, college and university. But I didn't necessarily have a big offer as well. And also, I interned with the USDA. So, I got my degree in ag science. um well, ag business, rather. And I interned out in Colorado in summer of 2015. And I was in Fort Collins, Colorado. Oh, wow. Do, do, do you know where Fort Collins is? I do not. It's 30 minutes from Wyoming. Oh. Yeah. So... That was a different experience. So Very much
0: so. Coming from TSU, I can imagine. Yeah,
1: and I'm from Atlanta, too. So, that was, I was a true minority for three months. And the first month was rough. I ain't gonna lie. I thought about, thought about going home because it was through the Thurgood Marshall College uh, Fund. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a great experience, though. I'm glad I did it. And the biggest thing that saved me was being Greek. Wow. I was added to a, it was called Mile High Greeks and um, they embraced me, like they didn't even know me from a can of paint. But those were some of the nicest Greeks I've ever met. Wow. Um, shout out to my boy Gabe. I used to, so I took a Greyhound. That was the first time I took a Greyhound. Probably the last time. But I took a Greyhound <laughs> home down to Denver because it's like an hour away. He picked me up. He took me to dinner. Had a nice steak dinner. He said, "I got you." He let me stay at the spot. Mind you, I just met this person,
2: <laughs>
1: but, you know, the unswerving, you know, fidelity and just, you know, him looking out, it really opened my mind because, you know, as you know, here in the Southeast, well, first of all, in Colorado, ain't that many black people. First mm-hmm. of all. Mm-hmm. and Second of all, if you're Greek, it makes it, you know, even better. So, that experience made me come back here because you know how our chapters can be. We can be pretty standoffish. Hmm. And <laughs> <laughs> sips to that. <laughs> but um, that really made me embrace other chapters and go out and visit other chapters. And if someone's in town, instead of them being like, why they in town? I'm like, no, nah, you need to embrace them. Make them feel welcome because that's really what it's about. Absolutely. Because I was in a foreign land I You know Like I said I I was going to go home because I just just Felt uncomfortable but They changed the whole experience But um But with that experience though The thing about the USDA there are jobs Is just in random cities And I got cold feet At graduation and I didn't want to go that route So um I ended up working at Best Buy in West Nashville,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, trying to figure it out. Then um was there for nine months. Then I went to Regions. I, w- I was there for the past six years, and now I made a transition into uh, financial planning. So, nice. You know, that's where I am now. Uh, what about you? How many jobs have you had since graduation?
0: Uh, this will be job number four. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So not not too much but but it's enough where i feel like i'm i'm starting to get a little bit more experience in different industries so it's been Mm -hmm. pretty fun
1: and also you mind sharing your age for the listeners because this is the podcast from young adults to young adults so the premise of this pod is to hear adult things from our peers so
0: yes um right now i'm 27 but my birthday is november 28th season (laughs) 28 on the 28th so super excited
1: Shout out to you. I wish I had a cool birthday like that. <laughs> Mine is April 9th. So, you know, my ninth birthday was a long time ago. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm definitely you know excited for you and, and you definitely deserve to enjoy it. I actually took my first birthday trip last year when I turned 28.
0: Wow. Yeah. You know,
1: men don't really do that.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: You know, men don't. Yeah. We just don't travel like that. But it was fun. I am to New Orleans.
0: Oh, okay. I haven't been to New Orleans.
1: Are you serious?
0: No, seriously. I have not been.
1: Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> you got to go. Like, it's one of my favorite cities, um, but I actually haven't been to Vegas. Me neither. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I, I don't feel bad. <laughs> but um, it's crazy. I've been to, like, most places in the southeast, mm-hmm. um, Midwest. I've been to Boston, New York, Philly. um. I actually need to go out west again because I went to California, but I was a kid. Right. Didn't really count. So I need to experience it as an adult. Um, Yeah, I need to go out the country more, too. Last Mm -hmm. time I went the country was in 2019. Went to Canada twice. Went to Vancouver and Montreal. Okay. I went uh, snowboarding in uh, Vancouver, and that shit is difficult. (laughs) Like, that shit is way harder than it looks. Yeah. Like, as soon as you go straight, it's, it's hard to stop. So. But, you know, it's a fun experience, and that's what life is about. You know, you got to just experience things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, well, in that, you know, you are said you're in HR now. Um, I guess we'll just transition to our first topic. How, how, How is it slash how has it been with your experience in working in HR? Um, cause sometimes HR gets a bad rep.
0: All the time, HR gets a bad rep. I repeat, all the time, HR gets a bad rep.
1: <laughs> so so help us uh, dispel the common misconceptions. So, you know, kind of just, I guess, break it down, like, I guess, the, the basics, like, what is HR?
0: HR is a service, so we don't bring in any type of revenue. So I feel like that's partially why people look at us, you know, like we're disposable. Um, But we are there to provide service to employees. So honestly, we're customer service. Um, Honestly, um, employees are our customers. And we do our best to service them with things such as onboarding, um, terminations, understanding policies, um, payroll, benefits, all those things that, you know, you have a hold of, you know, at your job. We're there to provide a service to you.
1: Now... What are some things that uh, you know, share 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 with me some of your experiences um, from uh, I guess share some memorable experience from HR that you that you dealt with?
0: Positive or negative?
1: Let's start with positive, <laughs> and then we can go to negative.
0: Um, honestly, I get the biggest joys from helping people with the little things. Um, I haven't been at my current job very long. Um, and so this was our first benefit enrollment, um, for the fall. And I went out on the floor and I literally spoke to every person I could find to ask them, um, if they had completed their open enrollment and if they hadn't completed their open enrollment, did they have any questions? Is there anything I could do? And I asked them when the deadline was. And by the time I got to the back of the plant, um, that was actually the first time I was told that anyone has ever done that before. So, honestly, it's the small things like that. It's the small wins that really make up for um, the other things that we go through on a daily basis. So, um, yeah, it was it's really just little things like that and when people can show their appreciation. So
1: yeah, you mentioned open enrollment because um, that's pretty confusing when you are new to the workforce and you work at a job that has benefits could you just kind of, um, you know, explain to us, like we're five, what that means? Because um, I know when I first experienced that, it, it was kind of challenging, especially if you didn't have anyone to guide you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, break down open enrollment for us.
0: Yeah. So open enrollment is a time where you get to elect your benefits. So some companies do once a year. Um, some companies do twice a year. Um, so at that time, you're just reviewing your plan. So your medical, your dental, your vision um, benefits, your 401k, you can change it any time, um, but you're mainly focusing on those benefits and you're enrolling in your plan. So your company would probably provide more than one plan um, with different deductibles for your medical plans. Um, you probably have multiple plans for dental and vision as well. Um, So you're electing at that time for the following year. So if you went through open enrollment right now, you made elections for next year Um, and you can't change those elections unless you have something that's considered a life event. So if you get married, um, death of a spouse, adoption of a child, birth of a child, um, if your spouse's employment changes and they're no longer offered benefits, that's when you are allowed to make changes, um, to your benefits. Other than that, you are stuck in your plan from January 1st to December 31st of the next year.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And you know, of course I asked someone who already been there to like, say, Hey, cause you know, you got like the core versus like, uh, cause still if you're single, no kids. You kind of need like the minimal coverage, especially if you're not going to go to the doctor like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know when I was at the bank, we only had one option for revision and one option for dental. So, um, well, you either had like the, the core or the other one, which uh, you would essentially be like a family. But, um, but yeah, it's something that you learn. And I just know initially and early on, it, it can be you know a lot to take on especially if you don't have any help but um all right let's get to the bad stories
0: oh gosh
1: tell us about when you fire somebody
0: oh um it can get really heated um because a lot of the times it's a you know you're after me type of thing Um, it's very rare that someone can take accountability for what they did that led (laughs) us to that decision. Um, so it can be, um, it can be pretty tough. Um, one time I did terminate a temp, um, and he did not want to, um, follow through with a reasonable suspicion test. Um, and he did actually like physically get up. Um, And it was just myself and another um, supervisor in the room. So we were both women. Um, And we did have reason to believe that he was under influence. Um, And it was, it got pretty intense. Um, Sheesh. A little scary to say the least. So yeah, people can definitely get upset. And it's just those type of situations where you don't know how someone is going to react. You know, when someone is getting terminated um you're affecting their livelihood you know and you don't know what all someone has going on depending on those checks and that income um so it can be it can be difficult at times
1: now not sure if it's everywhere but sometime hr can be slow as far as like handling matters or say something happens january 1 but then maybe midway through march or, or not march but like february comes up or, you know, they finally make action mm-hmm. and I get, you know, depends on the size of the company and probably how many employees, but, um, can you, can you speak to that Why it's some, sometimes a delay?
0: I don't think necessarily everyone thinks about the process and what all goes into making a decision. Um, and I think first it depends on the environment, um, and just how strict people are to the policies, You have some people that's like, no, this is the policy. If you deviate from that at all, then there's just, there's no wiggle room. Then you have others where it's case by case basis. So it's not just black and white, you know, there's a policy, but sometimes there are rules to the exception. So it's possible that there's a lot more conversation that has to take place. And I don't think that people really understand that. Um, So when you have multiple people that are responsible for making a decision. It's a lot of back and forth, um, plus dealing with your other daily responsibilities. So it's kind of hard to juggle. Mm. Um, So that can be a reason why um, there's a little bit of a delay in that, but definitely a lot of conversation with leadership team, management, um, other people involved to make the best decision.
1: What type of HR person are you? Are you black and white or are you a case by case person?
0: I am a case by case person. I okay, definitely good. think it's great that you know, like you have your policies and everything like that, but I mean people are people. Yeah, and, and the word
1: policy has a negative connotation.
0: It does. Um <laughs> they're not bad. Policies are not bad. They're just rules. Literally just rules, and we've all grown up with rules our whole lives,
1: yeah um <laughs> I mean working at the bank, <laughs> they tell us to try not to use policy to you know handle uh, customer uh, situations where you know they might be you know not pleased with a certain situation they they say you know try to avoid using policy because it can you know, it it's it can be dis- dismissive sometime or you know you have no compassion. Well, due to policy, we can't do anything. No. You know, you don't want to, and you know you're right. Because um, he's on the bank side. Yeah, we have policies, but there's there there's a gray area.
0: There's always someone that's willing and ready to break the rule.
1: Yep, rules are meant, meant to be <laughs> broken. <laughs> And you know, sometimes you do think about certain things, you like, wait, how do they do this and they still work here? And then someone else might do something minor and they out of here. hmm So, you know, it's yeah. Um so do you terminate people directly or do you tell, like, hey, this is the decision, they gotta go. Because I know that um like at the bank with the managers, they'll say there's an HR situation and our, you know, they make a decision. They'll tell the manager, hey, you got to let them go.
0: Um, I've been in both scenarios. So I've been the one that has led the conversation, but I've also been in there as a witness, as um, the supervisor manager has had that conversation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so for those listening, I'm sure you probably had an HR situation before. Um, hell, I have. And it is kind of nerve-wracking sometimes. Like, they can interrogate you. <laughs> and it can be blind as well. Because um, like I said, with the whole lag thing, it can be a customer complaint from like a month or two ago, and then you randomly get called in the office. Hey, you know, uh, just... We got this, so, you know, tell me about, tell me about this. Then they type it on the keyboard and shit. Yeah. And yeah,
0: it's. <laughs> no, don't think <laughs> of it that way. But yeah, it just, it's a lot of moving parts. And I just don't think that people really understand that during the time. Mm.
1: So what are some common mistakes you see or, or maybe some tips and tricks that, um, You can get a listeners when it comes to, you know, just best practices when it comes to, you know, when you are at a company and I guess avoiding HR. Tell us how to avoid HR and then because sometimes with HR as well, you know, you can use them for good services like, you know, employee. um, Employee assistant programs or things like that, but just give us some 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 tips on. Some best practices on how to avoid that call from HR.
0: Just coming to work and doing your job and just having a positive attitude. No one ever gets in trouble from coming to work on time, completing their shift and having a positive attitude. Um, I think probably, too, is not getting too comfortable with your coworkers.
1: And that's the gray area, too.
0: <laughs> um, I would definitely say, of course, be, you know, cordial and keep it professional. Um, but I think the um, the sharing of of too much personal information or probably meeting outside of work could potentially put you in a position where you might have to come to HR for an unpleasant conversation, depending on where that goes.
1: What you what you tell me off mic uh, some advice uh, or you said don't. Uh, what you say off mic.
0: No, I was just saying, oh, yeah. <laughs> don't meet your honey where you make your money.
1: Hey, hey, uh, it's funny because there's a lot of isms for that to uh, don't dip your ink or I don't know. But yeah always tell people man and i've even witnessed it dating coworkers, it, it it really never works out most times i used to work at best buy and the manager well my lead was dating one of the managers and when they got into it you could tell they were mad at each other so first of all i made it awkward and then second of all she had misplaced anger and was like being sassy to us.
0: Yeah, honestly, it it really depends. Like I haven't seen the best situations come of it. However, where I'm at now, it's a um, it's a local company, um, and so it was family owned. So, I mean, you've got husbands, wives, kids, in laws, ex in laws. Oh. I mean, you've got whole families cousins at. that work together. Oh. So I feel like it depends on the environment, um, but yeah, they they make it work. They come oh. to work together. They go home together. They eat lunch together. They are a family unit, multiple family units that work at the place that I'm at now. So yeah.
1: Now I will say though, sometimes you do meet some people where you work, because depending on where you work, They they might not work in close proximity to you. So, that's okay. Um, Mm You know, different departments. But as far as people who you work with on a daily, that's where I will probably err on the side of caution. Um, Because, yeah, that can get a little tricky should some go south. Um, Because, yeah. And you think about it, you spend... Most your time with them, you know, especially in comparison to your other friends or family, potentially you know eight hours a day, sometime even more so you know just uh you know be be very cognizant and although it may seem tempting, you gotta you gotta see the the forest before the trees. you can't put the cart before the horse because sometimes. You know, it's just not worth it. And um, you don't want, you, you don't you don't want to get a call from Felicia.
0: No. And trust me, I don't want to be making the call.
1: So give me an example of how you would call somebody in the office or just I don't know, uh, especially like an unpleasant situation. How would you start the conversation?
0: <sighs> it depends on what they're and therefore, I might ask them, do you know why you think you're up here? Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll be like, uh, no, you tell me, you don't want to call me. Here.
0: Um honestly, um, or the of course, you know, it's been brought to our attention that mm.
1: I hate that phrase. <laughs> it is it is it's come to our attention that um uh, <laughs>
0: That you have been behaving in a way that is unacceptable in the workplace.
1: You know, y'all just slick like the feds. I, I, I watched the first forty-eight before you came here, ironically. But y- y'all probably got all y'all notes. Well, yeah. So, um, <laughs> can you tell me about um? Then when you catch him, like, well, that's interesting because um, you know, it's been noted here that. <laughs> You know you don't fuck that, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, that's true. And I don't think that people understand how many hats that you wear in HR. Like, yes, sometimes you are, you know, an investigator. Um, Sometimes you are a therapist. There's a lot of information, especially going through open enrollment, that I feel like I should not know about people. Mm. But people just feel comfortable enough to tell very personal things about what's going on. You're a therapist, you're well, a, l- a confidant. You're really a lot, depending on the situation.
1: So I'm going tell you a story. When I first started working at the bank, it was, um, so when I started in my branch, my manager, he left. So the manager position was open. The assistant manager, she'd been there for a while. You know, I think she was told that she would, you know, Be the branch manager, and then had this uh, other coworker who'd been there for a long time. So, uh, her and the assistant manager were like buddy buddy. So it was she was hoping that her, you know, the assistant manager became manager, so now she could just do whatever she wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Well, that didn't happen. Someone else (laughs) came in, became manager. The assistant manager, she was pissed. And then the other person been there for a while was pissed. So they were going at it. The person been there for a while and the new manager, they were like having like screaming matches in the office. So at the time we had Skype and some messenger. And mind you, I'm new. I get a message from, hey, this is I don't know what her, what her name was. Hey, this is like Katie from HR. Um you know, just quick question, you know, how are things going at the branch? <laughs> so mind you, like I said, I'm new. I said, things are fine. Because <laughs> I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to, like, get involved. And, um, you know, it was, it's funny because she probably already knew what was going on. She just, like, mm-hmm. needed a witness or, you know. And then, of course, they were like, you know, she said, of course, you know, things that you say will remain confidential. Is that true? Yeah. Okay. Because I feel like that'd be a setup, sometimes.
0: No. (laughs) We do keep things confidential. Unless it's something where it's like we have a fear of, you know, like you could harm yourself or someone else. Mm -hmm. We do keep it confidential.
2: Mm.
1: But yeah. um, And then it was a moment where sometimes we, we were trying to get rid of people, but it's just hard to. Cause the, 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 processes and the, you know.
0: Yeah. You can't just fire people.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, this is, this is interesting. Um, and I'm glad you're in the industry cause you know, it's good to have people on the inside so that you can really just ask some questions, mm-hmm. you know, without having no one that you feel comfortable asking, you know? Right. Um, I mean, and that goes across any industry, you know, when I used to work at a bank, people will confide in me about the financial situation. And of course, no, I ain't tell nobody, but they would just feel comfortable telling me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, um, I think that's pretty much it on the HR situation. Well, actually, like you mentioned earlier, you said disposable. So they have the bank, They really downsized our HR department. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Like it was crazy. We had maybe like five people for the middle Tennessee area. Then it went from five to like three. And then they were responsible for the whole state, like one Mm -hmm. person. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it was crazy. But I guess that's, you know, that's the nature of companies. They want to remain profitable and they, you know, they cut, Cut things they see fit, and you know, put more work on the individuals. But then wonder why it takes so long to hire people. Mm-hmm. So, where's that happy medium? You know, it's like, I don't know. You know, that's that's thing about capitalism. They're trying to make the most money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Do more with less.
0: Absolutely.
1: So, but um, let's switch gears. So, how's your dating experience been since TSU?
0: uh it is um it's been interesting
1: yeah so (laughs) 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 you know uh and of course um you know you don't have any children right no all right you're not married no um but you know in hindsight or you know even going through it hasn't that helped you get to where you are now in a sense
0: The kids, yes. (laughs) Um, But a relationship, I don't think so. And I feel like men and women view it so differently. So I would say no.
1: Have you had a post-grad relationship?
0: I have.
1: I've had one. And that shit is different. It is. Dating as an adult is, it's not easy.
0: No, it's not.
1: Because at, you know, undergrad... It was pretty straightforward. Oh, you look good. Oh, you parties org. oh, you popular. But now you really got to think of some, you know, people have to possess more than just looks Mm -hmm. and, you know, tangible things that you look for in a partner long term. You know, responsibility is a big thing for me. You know, I need a woman who can handle herself, you know, because if I go down. Can she keep it going, mm-hmm. you know, vice versa, because um, we're all, you know, looks are important, but it's those other qualities that's going to last.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I guess from undergrads now, what do you look for now as far as, well, are you are you even looking right now? Like, are you seeking that or, you know, just this, yeah? what what's your approach to dating right now?
0: I'm at the phase this has actually been I've talked about dating every day this weekend like not on purpose, but it's literally come up Friday Saturday with a complete stranger and then today with you mm. um, so I don't know why this is such <laughs> <laughs> such a big topic but um I wouldn't say that I'm looking. I think I'm just enjoying life. I just feel like I'm kind of just at the point now where it's just like if it happens it happens if it doesn't. It yeah.
2: Doesn't.
1: Yeah, and I mean we're still young, so like we still have time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Luckily, we're not at that point where you know it's like slim pickings.
2: Because
1: mm-hmm. I've been told by older people, it's funny because I, he- I hear both sides. I'm like, man, you better, I said, man, you better get up, get them now. Cause later on, it's not gonna be like that. And then on the flip side, oh man, take your time. You know, you. so I do see both sides, but, um, yeah, it's difficult because in a adult relationship now you have to, well, one, you know, you want to build towards, you know, the future and also changes that happen, Mm -hmm. you know, you might be with someone who gets a new job and now their job is more demanding of their time. So now you have to understand that y'all might not spend as much time together mm-hmm. because they have a new role. So the very thing that you might be happy for them, it's also taken away from you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, stuff as well. You know, they might, I don't know, say their job, get bought out. They might get laid off. You know, it's, it's just a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of variables and factors that are in play now. And just find that right suitor can be can be challenging sometimes.
2: Very
0: challenging.
1: Now, do you go on dates?
0: I do not go on dates. Why not? I don't get approached.
1: Do you approach men?
0: I have, and it does not work. It does not work. It does. It does not work.
1: Well, it doesn't work on a certain individual, but I will. Will share me. Share with me the time you approached and didn't work
0: um honestly it's been a while but i can't remember the specifics but i just know like it does not work like we were just like oh you know that's that eliminates half the you know the process you know because if a woman approaches you then you know she's interested and you don't have to you know cut to the chase or anything like that but it's freaking bullcrap like
1: where do it you does
0: not it does not matter.
1: Do you do you be out like that to even like Yeah. Okay.
0: I met a complete stranger last night at a um I was sitting at the the bar.
1: Which 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 bar? I was at Tops. Okay. So I mentioned this in the earlier <laughs> pods because I always tell people you gotta fish out of a certain pond. Mm-hmm. You want a certain type of person. Yeah. You know, you can't find the love of your life at the weekend. It just ain't going to happen. <sighs> you know, you ain't going to find them at Minerva. Yeah. Willie B's. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's just about your environment. You know, I like Stony River. You know, I go into the happy hour a lot.
0: That's where he says he goes to you.
1: We'll uh, talk <laughs> off mic. But, uh,
0: <laughs> he told me his top three places. I might run into him again sometime.
1: Okay. Um, but it's good that you actually put yourself in, in a position because sometimes a lot of home girls, they, they, they don't even be trying.
0: Yeah, I don't know what it is in me. I don't know if it's, like, my horoscope. I don't know. I don't know if it's because I'm an only child. But, like, I will go do stuff by myself all the time.
1: I can do most things alone except, like, the movies.
0: What? Yeah. I can go to matinee, like, like it's nothing.
1: I need I need somebody there to, so we can break down the movie.
0: No, I can you know go how? by myself. Mm-mm.
1: But as far as going out to eat, and bar. Mm-hmm. I'm fine doing that alone. Yeah, I'm the I'm the middle child, um, so I'm just kind of used to being kind of on my own as well. But, huh, that's interesting. So, huh, so you don't you don't you don't go on dates? No. Just to like ex- experiment.
0: No. Why are you seem so surprised? I don't. Um, I just I don't get approached, um, and clearly I'm not approaching because we just covered that. So,
1: well, you never you never um, get a story on that. What's the right, so I've
0: just up. done it, and it does not work.
1: Did he? Did he seem interested?
0: I mean, most guys are going to be, like, initially interested. Like, I I feel like it would be a lot for, like, unless he's just really not attracted to you. Like, I feel like it would take a lot for a guy to just shut you down initially.
1: That's true. But, you know, like I said, I mean, a lot of times y'all have a higher su- success rate if y'all did shoot y'all shot. Ladies, I promise you.
0: Ladies. I it- promise you. Okay.
1: But, once again, it depends on. The guy, and the place you at. Um, one time I met this person, Brick Tops, and it was during lunch, midday. Okay,
0: lunch at Brick Tops.
1: Yeah, because I used to work at that branch right across the street.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So
1: I would just walk over there, and um, you know, especially Nashville, when you see like a black person, you like, hey.
0: hey, black person. <laughs> or You know, you just kind of make some, you know,
1: because you know, I ain't really got game like that. I just. You know, I talk to people for a living, so it's just like I'm not really afraid to talk to people, start a okay. conversation. Yeah, just go from there. You know, you you meet the perfect stranger, especially at a bar. It's a pretty easy conversation starter. Like, oh, what you what you drinking?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Or, you know, um, but yeah, like at the club, I I suck at the club. Actually, I never expect anything. Matter of fact. Yeah, Ainsworth. <laughs> uh, last last weekend, you know. Well, first of all, so the club niggas is drunk. They've been approached by several men, and three they're not gonna remember who the hell you are the next day. Mm. And and yeah, my su- success rate from the club is like zero percent. But um. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta you gotta go on dates. Do you did you date naps?
0: I have used them before, and then I get very overwhelmed, and I get over it, and then I'm just like, no, like it's like it's like fun for a couple days, and I'm like, this is way too much, and I feel like the introvert in me is just like, I can't do this.
1: Yeah, I I, I never I never did date naps. um once again, luckily, like where I used to work, you know, I'm the, I met with the general public, so I just meet them in person, mm-hmm. and honestly, that that eliminates a lot of steps early, because mm-hmm. you literally meet them, you you see the mannerisms, you hear their voice, because nowadays we don't talk on the phone, you know, we just
0: and nowadays men don't approach either, so
1: <sighs> it depends. They don't. Now, if, if you were a group of homegirls, I don't know. I might not approach. They don't approach. But it's depending on where you're at. Depending on where you're at.
0: <sighs> they're definitely going to approach you in the club. Yeah, Men the- approach in the club and they want to show themselves off. So they're going to buy you a drink and then they might buy you and your friends a drink. Um,
1: are you that yeah. type? Do, do you say you got to buy your friends a drink? No. Okay. And that was like um big argument um but you know older get you know when you make money it's kind of like that's like a sunk cost you 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 take sometimes like all right which i won't so then that way at least they won't talk shit about me
0: yeah i mean i'm I'm not gonna turn it down like if you want to buy my friends some drinks like that's cool but i don't expect that
1: would you uh how do you feel about you know treating a man you know paying for dinner
0: you know i was thinking about that the other day and i was like i feel like the older i get the more i want to like spoil my significant other like Uh i do so i wouldn't have um a problem with paying for things gifts things like that definitely open to to spoiling someone
1: yeah and honestly you know the smallest gesture Go so far with us because you know, a lot of times we just expect to handle everything, and then when that kind of gesture is done, it feels nice because, like, okay, you know, we actually feel wanted,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and it's it feels good because you know, I'm always prepared to pay, but if you know, we genuinely enjoy each other, and you know, she always says, uh, as well, you know, the women who say they ain't gonna ever do nothing for a man. They go out the window when they really like somebody. Like that's a fact. Cause I've um, you know went on dates with people who claim they won't ever do that, but they end up doing it.
0: Okay, so you got some stories to tell. I got a few. You know, <laughs>
1: but um, you know it's funny, especially this year with the economy. Like a lot of dating is it can be expensive, especially if you uh. <laughs> we're on several dates a week it's a lot so I always tell people sometimes look if you ain't really trying to date for real for real say the money
0: I feel like there's a lot of like creative things that you can do that where like it's not taxing I just feel like you just have to like be open to looking for things that probably aren't going to be right in front of your face
1: I agree I agree with that because um, it was it was a tweet it was like a couple months ago about oh my gosh how come all dates have to be dinner all the time like let's let's do something else I was like yeah that's true mm-hmm. but initially though I guess dinner is a safe option then because you know you don't want to you know we could do a dinner initially then explore alternatives the second date mm-hmm. but, you know you want to sit down and kind of. Feel the person out, get get to know them, and then see if it's someone who you wanna do other things with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I do like active dates and stuff like that. I like I like stuff outside the box. Um, you got any funny dating stories?
0: Any funny dating stories? I don't think I do. I'm thinking.
2: When
1: was your last uh, relationship?
0: It was last year.
1: Last year? Yeah. How long did it last?
0: It was about six months. Six months? Okay. hmm
1: Yeah. Yeah, my relationship ended in, like, April. This year was about, like, a year, some change.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, um, actually, that was my second post-girl relationship, because before that, my last relationship was in 2018. Okay. And we didn't work out because um, it's kind of personality differences. Remember what I told you about just being responsible? Mm-hmm. She was spoiled. She was kind of, she had the mindset of we'll figure it out versus me. I'm like, no, we need to have a plan.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not a, I mean, I'm wrong. I can be sporadic sometimes, but certain things, like we got to have a foundation and you just plan it by ear. That didn't that didn't sit well with me, and okay. and she wasn't really good with money, which is like a red flag. Because if if I marry you, I don't need to be worried about you messing up the finances.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, hell, that's like the number one reason why people would get divorced. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and and honestly, I did it. Cause we were friends before, and I was single for so long. Cause before that, that was uh, my last relationship was in college, like 2014. So that was four years prior, and honestly, I, you know, looking back, I did it just to do something different, mm. which is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. So, but um, well, yeah, you know, dating is it's cool, but um, I w- I would say do it um. I don't know. If you're going to do it, do it. But if not, then you know, stay to yourself, you know, maybe enjoy company cuz you know, you got friends too. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to it all have to be that. That's sure. So um So yeah. So I I I I hope you're going to make more of an effort. You know, cuz apparently you be out
0: I do, but like I said, I don't get approached, and I'm over the whole dating app thing, so it's not really giving a lot of ways for it to happen, so we'll just have to see.
1: What are your, uh, what are your, what are your standards today? Oh,
0: gosh. I don't, I don't ask for a lot. Okay. I really, really don't, because I feel like a lot of things really kind of, go together um so i feel like it can kind of be repetitive um i want you to be a man of god you know go to church you know um be nice have good moral standards be respectful be funny open-minded yeah i'm very open-minded i've learned that not having a type is probably the best thing ever
1: yeah, I actually did an episode about types and just how people go wrong with that. hmm Because literally your phenotype has nothing to do with your personality. hmm But the ironic part about it is that um, people who tend to date the same looking type of person
2: mm-hmm.
1: get the same results. Mm-hmm. So you got you to gotta switch something up. Absolutely. I think women are, like, I'm, I'm attracted to attractive women.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No matter what they look like, mm-hmm. you can be light skinned, blonde hair, brown, short hair. Like you know, as long as you look good, it's not a matter to me. I don't, I don't pass anybody up just off of uh, looks, and I don't have a category that I just hone in on because you, you you miss out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, but you can't be ugly though. Mm-hmm. I like I like I like attractive people. Okay. So. Um,
0: no ugly people for Garrison,
1: attractive, responsible, uh, someone decent with money. I ain't saying you know, you know, you got to be savvy, but you know, at least have a good concept and have and also believes in teamwork. Okay, you know, some some people look for a, a meal ticket, mm. like, nah, like we're together. You know, um, I want you. You want me. And don't leave me hanging.
0: So no city girls.
1: Facts. OK. So, yeah, I don't. Well, first of all. I have enough. You know, self-esteem to not even subject myself to that because. I don't I don't fall for that. You know, the whole. What you gonna do for me? Like as soon as I get into that i'm out i i, I just want to deal with it and plus that ain't, that ain't that ain't that ain't the woman for me i feel like i'm a good man and i deserve a good woman so definitely yeah so ladies out there you know if you're single just just uh hit me up you know what i'm saying my phone number is uh <laughs> i'm joking uh let's uh wrap this up with uh just keeping up with you know people from from college do you do this because you know hell we six seven years out of the game now um and when you do run into people and catch up with them you know life is happening you know we got a lot of people who went to school with our families married some on divorce um but you know do you do you keep up with your people
0: I do um, and I feel like some of my relationships have gotten better, like you said, because of not being in college anymore. Um, just growing and just having a different mindset, and just seeing different people differently. Um, without the facade that you have in college, so yeah, I would say that I I definitely keep up with some people from college.
1: Yeah, and just career path too. You know, we're now getting to that point where people we went to school with are in their respective fields. And now we could potentially do business together mm-hmm. and, or, you know, I could help them in this manner. Cause this is what I do and so on and so forth. Um, and like I said, you know, people are having life events.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I met up with, um, with John Michael last week, you know, John Michael. Yeah. So that's my, that's my bomb brother. You know, we met up at a Germantown pub I'm just chopping it up, you know, we're going to get out on the golf course soon. But, you know, he's a recent father and, you know, he's with uh, Brianna Mm -hmm. and, you know, just that in itself is just like, dang, I remember taking class with Brianna, you know, me and John Michael Bond brothers. Now they married and, you know, it's just full circle moment And you know, um, whenever I get the invite to their house, I meet they you know meet the baby and then mm-hmm. years from now home come up like i'm gonna a baby <laughs> <laughs> so uh you know it's just cool man and um i always just tell people if you think about somebody just 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 hit them up you know sometimes you know it'd be random but literally you know people come i'm sure a lot of people come across your mind sometimes mm-hmm. just hit them up um you know, I um, I've been my boy Tyler, Tyler Kenlock. You know him.
0: I know of him.
1: Yeah, and then just like you mentioned, um, getting cool people post grad. You know, you run into them. It's like yeah, you knew of them, but then you really have a conversation, like like you real deal get close. And nowadays with friendships, especially adult friendships, it doesn't really time isn't really a factor anymore. I don't have to know you forever to be cool with you. We can have similar interests, things like that. Um, Shoot. I ran to Nunu in 2020. Like, I knew of her. You know, TSU, but met her, ran ran to her at the bank, and now we tight.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: But never would have expected that, but when you catch people at different points in their life, you know, like I said, it's different, so um, I challenge everyone to stay in touch, you know, hit up your, your line brother, your line sister, bond brother, bond sister, just just check in with them, you know, because a lot change, you know, and we're in the days of phone calls that seem kind of old school now, right? <sighs> Do you be talking on the phone like that?
0: I love to talk on the phone.
1: Okay. Are you a FaceTimer?
0: I'm a FaceTimer. I'm a FaceTimer. Yeah, I talk on the phone. Like, texting, that's not really, that's not my thing. Yeah. Call me. FaceTime me. Yes.
1: Yeah. whenever I I get a little drunk, I I like Uh do random FaceTimes.
0: Oh, you're one of those. Okay. But, you know, just
1: check in, though, you know? Me too, Um, so I get it. Shoot, um. Um. And who the, uh. What's your last name? She from Detroit. Ayana. Uh uh. Life skin.
0: From Detroit?
1: Or Michigan. I'm drawing a blank on her name. And I and I'm like cool with her. Um shit, what's her name?
0: From Detroit? Michigan? Yeah. Gosh, now you can to really go through the whole line.
1: Oh, uh, fuck. Um she lives in Atlanta now. with uh,
0: Oh, Monique.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Monique Craig. Yeah. I remember uh it was like an old spot cuz uh Terry was my old roommate mm-hmm. and Jeremiah, mm-hmm. you know, we saw live together.
0: Oh, well, yeah.
1: And that was like 5 years, so we would always have company over in um it was at the one pod, you know, me and Terry was just in the living room chilling and we just started randomly FaceTime cuz we were talking about people from spring 14 and you know call Monique, you know, she was on FaceTime. We was just just talking, you know, it was just mm-hmm. cuz you know checking in on people. I mean, we're at the point now where we probably see people once a year. You know, that's what these adult <laughs> friendships are. Like, hey, you know, let's 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 make plans. I'll I'll uh, see you in April. mm mm-hmm. Mhm because you know people move away um but yeah you know just just it's important to keep up with people um who do you who who do you keep in touch with
0: Mm, i'd say three of my line sisters i'm really close with Mm -hmm. and then i have um, a best friend who's a soror but she's not my line sister outside of that. Um, and then I have another close friend that I met through a line sister.
1: Okay. Speaking of, are you uh are you still involved with AK?
0: I am not.
1: You should get active. Yeah. They need they need young sorors like, like you. hmm. you.
2: hmm.
1: Cause a lot of these alumni chapters are ran by old people. Yeah. And we, we gotta we gotta change that. Got to.
0: Yeah, they're running all of us young ones off. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I actually was an actual alumni chapter when I first graduated, but then I left. I'm now Hendersonville, Hendersonville alumni chapter. Because, yeah, like you said, like the older cats. I think the average age was like sixty, sixty-five. So it was it was intimidating. I'm mean, in there with Judge Monty Watkins. <laughs> Like you know people've been to frat for fifty plus years it was just where did I fit in Mhm, and if I want to move up, it's gonna take forever, yeah, but the industry was a little different because now i'm the you know i'm the'm I'm the treasurer now, okay, so um, I'm an officer, you know, and they and they gave me opportunity, so well, um, yeah, that's another way how. You know, against the community, and you like meet people. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when we, when we hold our events, you know, we bring the ladies out. So, mm. so uh, so yeah, you definitely like looking into it. Maybe uh, I forget which chapter of y'all's is the younger one.
0: I think you're talking about KLO.
1: Yeah, well, thought you know. about
0: it. I didn't think I was gonna be in Nashville for this long, so I think I was kind of hesitant. Mm-hmm. Doing it, I thought I was gonna move. so it Was like I didn't want to join a chapter, pay the money, and then have to leave. But the way things are looking, I might be here for a while. So it might be something that I need to consider. But that's the biggest reason why I didn't.
1: Mm. Y'all could be general members too, right? Like just mm-hmm. pay your general dues. The
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, same for us. You do just uh, grand chapter. I'm going to Conclave next year too. Our, ours is in Tampa. That should be lit.
0: Should be pretty fun.
1: Yeah, our last one was in. Uh, well, last in person one was in Philly. I hate Philly. Oh. <gasps>
0: wow.
1: You ever been to Philly? <laughs> no, I have not. Well, don't, 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 no, go. don't go. <laughs> well, do not go. <laughs> okay. Um, But yeah, any last words on the keeping up with people?
0: Um, I would say don't. Feel the pressure that you have to keep in touch the way that you did um, while you were in school. Yeah. Um, Like you said, like people do have lives and, you know, just just things just happen and just don't take it personally. If you just don't hear from someone, you know, as often as you used to most of the time, it's really not personal. It's just because life be life in sometimes. Um, and it's okay. You don't have to check in all the time, but to just still make that time available to try to check in at some point. Um, and I think by just doing that and just showing the effort, I think that's, that's the biggest thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Um, cause yeah, I'm not expecting to talk to people every day. Uh, I'd be checking on people maybe like on a, I don't know, maybe monthly or quarterly basis sometime. Mm hmm. But it, once again, depends on who it is. Um, like I said, I, I just try to. If I do think of someone, oh, well, you know, just shoot a quick text. Hey, you know, just you know, checking in how things been, you know, and yeah, just go from there. Because then, when you think about the last time you did speak to someone, you like, damn, I speak to them since January, mm-hmm. and it's November. Yeah. So, did you participate in homecoming this year?
0: I did not. It's the first time I've not participated.
1: Felicia, you 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 missed out on one of the best homecomings.
0: You know, uh, I. You was in the city. I hear you, but I just I don't know. Post COVID homecoming, I just don't feel like it's the same.
1: So last year was like the the trial. People was in and out, and the weather wasn't the greatest. But it this wasn't year, this
0: year either it was cold.
1: But it was sunny though.
0: Saturday night it was cold.
2: Well, yeah, but
1: you know that's that's homecoming,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which was shocking because it was early October, but um, nah, it was dope. I didn't I didn't go to any day parties. Wow, because honestly, they they kind of overrated. Really? Yes.
0: No day party. Forget the forget the the pep rally.
1: No, well, the pep rally was late this year.
0: Day parties and tailgates. Everything else doesn't really matter.
1: I guess it depends, cause sometimes at a day party, what you might experience is, I like, yeah, a cool venue, but it'll take you thirty minutes to get a drink, and it's crowded.
0: You Should pregame.
1: It's true. You pregame at the, at at a uh, pet rally.
0: Yeah. People have. over at a you know quick stop wherever you gotta go, but yeah, you should. I would recommend to probably go when you're lit. Probably don't go when you're so.
1: But see, the issue is that people get too lit at the uh, pep pet rally. <laughs> then they drink at the day party and then by the end of the day party they're in a the corner, slump the down somewhere.
0: This is not fun to me. Are you serious? Just standing there, just
1: Well, you know, it's that's that's not... the place to really catch up with people. I I'll say that.
0: I feel like Tailgate
1: is see the Tailgate be so it be too much going on sometime, but at but least I feel
0: like you can visit like people's you know tents and stuff like that like i just feel like it's more interactive like at the pep rally you're just standing there it's there's not really anything drawing you to other people
1: i don't, I don't know. feel like i don't know
0: i feel like at the tailgate you're able to walk around you're able to interact people got food you got drinks like you got the 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 parking lot, and then you've got where people have actually set up like by the river. So I just feel like it's it's more ground that you can cover. Where I feel like the pep rally is just kind of like you just stand there, kind of.
1: Well, I guess I say that because it's like it's only a certain area of people in. So instead of people being so spread out, mm-hmm. everyone is right there, and then you know you can see what people doing. Well, oh, yeah, we going to the day part, you know. And then just kinda of dispersed from there. Um I actually went to the fish ride this year too for the first time. Wow. was I, it good? Yeah. Like it was two <laughs> it was two big ass fillets. Like this shit was like this big. hmm And tickets was, like fifteen dollars, but um that was my first time going. Of course there's a lot of older alums mm-hmm. there, but mm-hmm. it was good. It was good. I had like a band there and walked right over to the um Pet Rally. I had bottled tequila in my backpack. So,
0: yeah, you had a good homecoming.
1: Yeah, and then we did the bar crawl.
0: Oh yeah, I yeah. think I did that once.
1: And the bar crawl lit. But um, yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, where can they find you on social media, or even on social media?
2: Ooh.
0: I am on social media, but I don't post as much as I used to. Like, I literally—I think somebody saw my Instagram on Friday, and I literally haven't posted a picture on my page since. Last year, Last year. Um, But I do post on my stories. Um, if you do want to follow me, I am underscore Felicia J. dot underscore. So underscore F E L I C I A J. dot. All right.
1: And are you on Twitter or? No. Oh, you definitely get on Twitter. why want Twitter's what?
0: Twitter moves way too fast. I get hacked all the time hacked right now yeah um, probably because i don't use it like i'm just probably someone easy to hack <laughs> uh, yeah i got an email saying that it was some inappropriate activity and it wasn't me because i don't even use it so yeah i'm tired of making passwords and profiles and updates i can't facebook is pretty cool though
1: mm. yeah facebook is where you
2: Baseball,
1: That's where you catch up with people. Yeah. People, oh damn. Mm-hmm. They They it? They had a baby? I'm finding that out on
0: Facebook first. Sure.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Marshall, y'all can follow the podcast on Twitter at G Talk Podcast One. You can follow me on Twitter at Garrison underscore W R N. On Instagram, uh, Tom Dubois, like from Boondocks. T O M D U B O I S. And. If you have any questions related to financial planning, you can email me at Garrison at JohnsonCap.com. Till next time, we out.
0: Bye, thank Peace. you. Peace. When they arrest, when they come cut for your kids, they give us criminal records because of where we live, and the money is low, and narcotics are thriving. It's evil. We're diagnosed with something that's untreatable. For powerless, so brothers only have beef with you.